This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Green sound. Green sound. Green sound. Screen sound. Screen sound. Hello listeners and welcome to Screen Sound, the brand new Phoenix Media and Phoenix Radio produced podcast with your hosts Ryan Parker and Duncan Towner. This is a Phoenix Media podcast talking about various entertainment properties, music to television and radio. You can listen to us fortnightly on the Phoenix Media Spotify page as we bring to you all of the latest and greatest theories and opinions in pop culture. So stick around and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. And most importantly, don't forget to enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back everybody for another week or bi-weekly episode of Screen Sound. You're here with Ryan Parker and Duncan Towner. How are you doing, Duncan? Not too bad, not too bad. Great to be here. Oh, another day where we are online. This is two out of three shows so far. Uh, sometimes you just can't get into the studio, sadly, but you know. It's very true, it's very true. However, we push on, we push forward and we get our show out. Hopefully on time as well yeah. for all of our fans out there. Yeah, the beauty of podcasting is you're not just limited to the radio studio, you can do it online. And it is a new world that we live in indeed. Yeah. So, going into our first part of the show, I, over the last couple of days, asked you to watch a new television show that premiered very recently. I don't I? think it's a very big one. It's only just a prequel series to Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, nothing too bad. Exactly. And there's some pretty good cast members in there. So we've got Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen. Mm. And we also have the guy that plays King Viserys, who I didn't realize, is one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz. So it's Paddy Considine. Mm. And he is also in, uh, what is it? Oh, oh, he is in Peaky Blinders. He's in Peaky Blinders. Yep. It's very, I've loved it so far. It's been awesome. Reset Evans, the the lizard is in it. (laughs) Yes. He plays Otto Hightower and Olivia Cook as Alison Hightower and Mm. Millie Olcock as... Rainus Targaryen. It is Rainus, I believe. Rainara? I don't Rainara. know. Rainara. Rainera. That's Rainera. the one. That's the one. Yeah. Rainera. Ozzy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is she actually? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, so since I asked you to watch the show in your free time, what was your first impressions? And what do you think the show's I, story is about? I am a Game of Thrones version like, I know a lot really? about it, but this is, like, the first time I've probably watched an episode of anything related to Game of Thrones. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, my dad's well, a huge fan. And as this is your introduction, how do you feel about the Game of Thrones universe? It is messed up. <laughs> that it is. And uh, I would say that pretty dark things happened in that first episode yeah. of House of the Dragon. But I would say that there's a lot less going on in this show than there was at the beginning of Game of Thrones. So yeah. 
it's very interesting to get the perspective of someone mm. that has never watched Game of Thrones. Now, of course, you've probably heard spoilers here and there, all that. Sort I've of heard thing. a lot of spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did you feel about? being in this universe for the first time. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it was... I can easily just feel the budget in, like, every set. And I could definitely... Yeah. From what I've seen out of Game of Thrones, you could see, feel the budget as well. But I could feel a bit more like... It was just... Oh, this is, like, so epic. Grand. It's very mm. grand, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel the same. Uh, so I've seen all of Game of Thrones... Uh, what happened with me is I was a bit young to watch it, so I didn't really get into it. And then I was watching it. Uh, uh, I was probably around 17. I was binge watching it. And then it got to the end of season seven. And I was only on season two. And there was maybe two weeks left until they got to the finale and I said to my dad I'm going to binge watch it I'll catch up to you and we can watch the finale of season 7 together before season 8 comes out and I binge watched nearly 6 episodes a day I feel like Oh uh, God! I would go to school I would watch it in the morning because I used to get to school really early and then I'd come home and watch 5 episodes of Game of Thrones or something like that yeah, it was very dedicated. It can get really addictive. I uh, I hit a slump mm. in season two, but it just gets a lot better. What do you think of season eight? Because I definitely know that's considered the worst season. Um, it look realistically, I think it should have been two seasons. Um, would have been really hard to do in one season, but they did it. So I mean, I mean, I kind of commend them for that. Uh, people get angry when things end and they get mad when it doesn't end the way they want to. And Game of Thrones was always going to be difficult yeah. to complete for everyone. Judging that's based off a book series that hasn't even finished. Exactly. Yeah. So with your introduction to House of the Dragon, how did you feel about this universe? I thought it was a good start. Yeah. Like, I feel like starting from, like, an earlier point is probably the best option. Then I'll probably gradually get into Game of Thrones. Like, I'm going to be honest, I'm the worst with watching TV. I'll yep. start something and I'll just stop. Yes, exactly. And just watch something that's very comforting for me just most of the time. Yeah. Well, that's very fair. Do you think that you will continue to watch this spin-off show? I think I will. Yeah. Yep. And if this gives you enough intrigue, do you think you would traverse into the Game of Thrones? Yeah, I think I will. I already have, have a lot of questions already. Awesome. I'd say for me, like, because it's my first starting point for Game of Thrones, it's probably a 7 out of 10, but I feel like that will probably improve. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I would love to hear what you think, and we can talk about it on the show once you traverse into that world a little more. Yeah. And we'll see how you feel about that universe in its entirety. Mm. Yeah, I'd say my only problem, which is more of a nitpick, I could tell what was CG, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think the budget for this show didn't seem as high as Game of Thrones' last couple seasons, because obviously it was quite expensive, so it was a little jarring to go back to that after seeing yeah. giant dragons in the sky and uh, ice monsters and... Yeah, it was very different going to this street level 
Game of Thrones era. Yeah, but the actual practical sets that they built were fantastic. Oh, they're awesome. They are so cool. I really like the the jousting sequence. It was probably my favorite moment of the episode. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, so shall we go in to our next part of the show? We okay. shall. So what we have here is best song covers. Would you like to take this one away? So for those of you who have are very unaware, song covers are very simple. They're basically one ass covering another song. So say, say like oh, David Bowie co- covered Nirvana. We'll yeah. get into that a little bit later, but that's just uh, a thought-up example. Exactly. Or there's also Gary Jules's Mad World. Yeah. Probably yeah. the more popular of the two. Yeah, because I feel like most people think of the Gary Jules's cover more than the original Tears for Fears version. Mm. Indeed. I couldn't agree with you more there. And I feel like they sort of suit different moves, like... The Tears for Fears version is a bit more panicky. What yes. was going on? And Gary, Gary Jules is it's a much kind of more somber, reserved. reserved. Yes. Like he's more exactly. reflective. Yeah, I could not agree more there. And fun fact: it was actually originally that cover was written for a movie. Was it really? What film? Donnie Darko. Really? I did not know that. Is it appear in Donnie Darko? It's. Still I think on it my does. List. Wow. I'll have to have a look at that. Definitely. Mm. Awesome. Okay, well, my next uh, question to you is, what are some of your favorite song covers? So, first one was sort of relating to what I was saying earlier. Nirvana's cover of David Bowie's A Man Who Sold the World. Yep. That's a very, very... Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but their only version of that song they have posted is their live version? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think so. Mm. Because every time I listen to that song, sorry, I just took a sip of my drink here. Every time I listen to that song, they, I always hear the mic feedback midway mm. through the song. And hear that squeak really loudly. And I always think, oh, it's actually really loud, especially if you're in the car. So I always kind of consider that. Yeah. So, what's your next favorite song cover? Mm, I really written down, enjoyed Denzel Curry's cover of Bulls on Parade. And who sings the original Bulls on Parade? Uh, Rage Against the Machine, in particular, Zach De La Rocha, their lead singer. I don't know how you'd be more angry than him, but here we are. <laughs> Seems to pull it off, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd say, like, the difference is, like, uh, Zach's anger is a bit more snide, like, grr, while yep. Denzel's is way more, like, full-on throttling anger. Of course, yeah. That's exactly right. And then the last one you had written down here, I believe, was Mad World, which I already mentioned, isn't it? Yeah. Can you think of any others that you quite liked? Yes, definitely. So, Hurt by Johnny Cash is originally oh, by Nine yeah. Inch Nails. That's an awesome song. I totally it's funny forgot enough, about that. I actually was listening to that last night. I really love that song. It's mm. quite good. Uh, it's a, it's very <clears throat> it's a very heavy song. Uh, it's heavy with melancholy, but mm. I mean, it's somehow heavier than the Nine Inch Nails version, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, they're awesome, but Johnny Cash doing their his own spin on their song is just really, really, yeah, it's awesome to me. Um, well, you know, another song that you could, that we could mention is uh, Joe Lane by The White Stripes. Have you heard that one? Uh, yeah, I have. That was a really good cover. Yeah, it's uh, very good. It's very different to Dolly Parton's. Mm. Uh, original version of that. It's more of like a fuzz rock twist on the yeah. uh, country staple. And sort of speaking of Dolly Parton in relation, Miley Cyrus has been coming out some pretty good covers lately. Really? I haven't heard any of her covers. Uh, what are some of her songs she does? Well, she covered Heart of Glass by Blondie. And yep. Oh, it's so good. Because she's been uh, going yeah. for a very 80s rock theme lately. I don't listen to much of Miley Cyrus, but I'll have to check that out. Mm. And as part of this huge project with Metallica, they had released a huge cover album. Mm, Yes, that's right. Artists covered like a bunch of songs like uh, Royal Blood covered Sad But True, Mac DeMarco, Enter Sandman. That's right. And Miley Cyrus with What? Elton John, Yo-Yo Ma. Metallica bassist Robert Trulio and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Will Ferrell lookalike Chad Smith covered Nothing Else Matters. That's awesome. And who covered one? Uh, who covered one, sorry? One by Metallica? I don't think anyone actually Oh, I think covered... they, they did. Oh, man, maybe I'm missing out. Yeah, like that entire cover album is like crazy. Like the Neptunes, as in Pharrell Williams, covered Wherever I May Roam. Wait, did you say Pharrell covered one? Yeah, not one, wow. but he covered the song Wherever I May Roam. Yeah, wow. Oh, I was not aware of that. And speaking of like another recent cover album, Rewiggled. Ah, yes, of course. Of course. Love the Wiggles. Everything they do is just absolute gold to yes. our generation. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, so basically Rewiggled is a big cover album but the thing is one half well one disc is them co- covering popular songs and the other is popular big aussie artists covering their songs so yeah you got dz death rays doing hot potato the chats mm-hmm. performing can you point your fingers and do the twist yep that's actually a really good cover yeah and spacey jane doing dorothy my favorite dinosaur oh it's so cool I love mm. Dorothy. Now, one other song, very quickly, before we run away from all of this. One other song that has stuck out to me uh, in my brain of a good cover is All Along the Watchtower, but by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. So, as you know, it's originally by Bob Dylan. Mm. Uh, it's very... Yeah, I, I love his uh, cover of it. I rarely actually consider Bob Dylan's version... Whenever I'm thinking about All Along the Watchtower, I'm often mm. thinking of Jimi Hendrix's. But, uh, yeah, that's just one that stuck out to me quickly. Uh, in my, It's just come through my brain there. Yeah, obviously, he's got his awesome uh, acoustic guitar on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, moving on from that topic, comfort shows. We all have them. Something that may not be like, thought-provoking or ground like super something you don't need to be invested in just something you can just turn on have in the background just laugh or 
just be amazed at. Have exactly. you got? Have you got much of those? Yeah. So uh, my comfort show for me uh, is definitely you know if I don't know what to watch and I'm just sitting on the couch, maybe having breakfast, something like that. My comfort show would definitely be How I Met Your Mother. Uh, mm. That's e- an easy show to put on. Uh, you could put any episode on. I'm guaranteed to laugh at some point throughout the episode. Yeah. And, uh, be enthralled within that universe. Uh, it's just so easy to put on. Another one strikes out to me is The Office uh, or something like Rick and Morty. Just one of those yeah. shows where you can just put one on and it doesn't really matter where you are in the story. Mm. I uh, seem to be my comfort shows and what I go for. Yeah. To be honest, I'm just a comfort show watcher. Like, I love yep. comfort shows. Some of my favorites would be The Simpsons because, honestly, who doesn't mm-hmm. like The Simpsons? Because you can just pop on the older episodes and just belly laugh until you die. Exactly. I'm, I'm a big a- lover of Futurama as well. Another Matt oh. Groening creation. Yep. It's so good. And there's also The Community. That's a good one that sticks yeah, com- out to me. Community, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I love. Yes, uh, even Parks and Recreation is yeah. another show I'd probably put on. There is a bit of a pattern there within all these shows, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, very sitcom-y. Yes, exactly, and uh, not really a linear storyline, per yeah. se. Another one of mine, this isn't like a sitcom, but it's a bit more of like a weird game show, comedy show thing called Whose yes. Line Is It Anyway? Ah, uh, yes. That's a that's a very good one. And the thing is, it's not necessarily on TV. You can just watch compilations on YouTube. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I've watched tons of compilations. I love those guys. Yeah. Uh, another one could be 8 Out of 10 Cats does Countdown. Oh, that that's is so one. good. Oh, I just love that British humor. It always I love gets, the IT right crowd. Oh yeah, me too. And uh yeah, I was this morning I was watching a Sean Locke um uh breakdown of all of his uh all of his shows uh on there and yeah. all his jokes he's done, the compilation. It was mm. really good. Yeah, it's very easy. Yeah. Watch. Also in terms of like comfort stand up shows alike is Eric Andres and Donald yep. Lovers. Yep. Yep, those are very good ones. Uh, yeah. I haven't watched much of Donald Glover's uh, comedy in quite some time. I've much more been focused on his uh, directing, acting, and um, singing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm honestly surprised he didn't really go too far into stand up because he's just really good at it. Yeah, he's got a nice energy. He's uh, he used to be very hyper as well. Yeah, which would help on stage. But I think now that he's into more more surreal and adult stuff like uh, Atlanta. Yes. And his yes. upcoming Mr. and Miss Smith series. Oh, is he doing that? That's awesome. Yeah. It was meant to be oh, doing man. with Phoebe Waller Bridge. Oh, f- yes. Okay. Yep. She's but also she pulled in, uh... out. Oh, really? Of it. And, oh, okay. And has been replaced with Maya Erskine. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. Another great actress. Awesome. Yeah. So, so that is all our comfort shows. Go love those awkward pauses. Yep. Yep. That's just for an edit. That's just for an edit. Yeah. We'll fix it it on the edit. (laughs) All right. So next up we have, what concerts would we go to if we had a time machine? 
there are like several I want to go to, but you, you have to name yours first. Okay, I'll go. In, I'll go in swinging with mine. I think one of the concerts that I really would have loved to be at was definitely the Live Aid performance. Oh, that is a given. Yes, of course. So, um, sorry to come out swinging with that one if that was on your list over there. Oh, that's all good. Got got many others. Uh, yes. I would say that personally, I would have loved to go to a Michael Jackson concert. Yeah, like seeing footage of him and and seeing the crowd just go absolutely insane once he exactly. bursts out from underneath the stage, just crazy. Yes, and you know, even going to something like Elvis or Jimi Hendrix, uh, any of those people would have been just absolutely awesome. Yeah, like imagine being at Woodstock in the sixties. Yes, exactly. Even Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath. I mean, there's just so many people that I would have wanted to see uh, perform live. Mm. Um, one that sticks out to me is Aretha Franklin. That would have been awesome. Yeah. The yeah. Beatles. Yes, exactly. The Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones. Um, oh, you can still yeah. see the Rolling Stones now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. But in their heyday would have been completely oh, different. It would have been. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the people you would have really liked to see? I would have killed to go see Daft Punk Alive two thousand seven. Oh that's a good one, Duncan. And I'm just a good one. looking at the t- tour of that, Sydney was their last ever proper concert. Like they pro- Um really? Yeah, like Ever. Yeah, ever. Like yeah, they did some odd performances here and there, but like the first proper full length concert well, wow. last pr- was in Sydney. That was crazy. How long ago was that? 2007. Crazy to me that they only broke up a few years ago. That was last year. Oh yeah. Last year. Exactly right. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I've got someone that I re- would have really liked to see in their heyday. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, uh, we, we ain't nothing to mess with. Yep, exactly. Or even uh, MF Doom is someone that's a late oh. uh, artist that would have been awesome to see live. Just seeing yeah. songs like uh, Ho Cakes, all of those songs, it would have been awesome. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest in their heyday would have been good. Yeah, exactly. And um, other than that, I mean, there's not many really that are coming to mind that I ha- haven't been able to see or yeah. don't have the opportunity to yet. I mean, like, I would have liked to see Childish Gambino on his last Aussie yes. tour, but yeah. but sadly because of good old Splen- Splendor contracts and everything, he ca- I think there's, like, this weird thing in Splendor's contract from what I've heard that you can't go to... It's Brian is technically close to Brisbane, so you can't go. Yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, I forgot I another really one. understand. Kanye West, Yeezus yes. tour. Yes, yeah, that or would have been an awesome tour. Touring My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy would have been I mean, insane. Personally, out of all of his albums, I think it really would have been cool to see Life of uh, Pablo. Uh, that that, that looks really good. I mean, when he was announcing that and he did the, his first watch party for that or listen party, mm. uh, that would have been an amazing experience, I feel like. Yeah. And just a quick 
fun fact about Splendor. Yep. Uh, he was playing his his only Australian show for My Beautiful Dark's Quiz of Fantasy was at Splendor 2011. Wow. And also headlining was Jane's Addiction and Coldplay. Wow. Bangers. Absolute bangers. And for the, I wonder if he did a show with uh, Chris Martin. Probably not, but uh, it would have been cool I, to see Homecoming yeah. live with the two of them. Mm. Mm. What is your personal favorite concert that you've been to? Oh, definitely Tyler, the creator. Uh, mm. I've seen Queen. I've seen Rich Brian, for those who know Rich Brian. Uh, I've also seen Angus and Julia Stone. And out of all of my concerts, uh, I still think Tyler, the creator, topped Queen for me. Queen was a surreal experience, but Tyler was just someone that I was waiting yeah. for for so long, and it really paid off. I, I've, I've been to uh, three concerts. I've been to yep. Foo Fighters, 21 Pilots, and the Sunny Boys with my dad. He's a bit of a fan of this older band called the Sunny Boys, and I'd yep. say, yeah, let's go with him. It wasn't yeah. my favorite, but it was fun. So, who would you say that your favorite performance was? Out of the two, I'd say oh, it's hard because Foo Fighters—they're just good fun to be at, regardless. Like it's just a good fun time, just hanging yep. out with Dave and the boys. Yeah. And Twenty One Pilots was very theatrical, and they—he the lead singer Tyler. <laughs> yep. No singer theme here. <laughs> he he just be all over the arena like. He'd do this disappearing act where a body double would just disappear and he'd reappear. That's awesome. Near one of the arena entrances or he'd climb some, like the stand towards the back of the entertainment center. Wow. That's crazy to me. Huh. Yeah. So I'd probably say 21 pilots, but Foo Fighters cool. were always good fun. Well, it's always good to have a nice uh, performance and yeah. uh, a spectacular, grandiose yeah. kind of aura to the concert. I think it really gives that extra element of what I makes am, it great. I am seeing Kendrick lay this year, and from what I've seen of his t- tour, it looks great. Oh, that's probably going to be your favorite concert by the end of things, I must admit, yeah. from everything I've seen. So, next up, we're going into our ratings. So, we're going right back to the beginning of this show. We're just taking you back in a time loop right now. Just rewind, yeah. shut your eyes, take yourself back to however long ago it was to our first segment. And we're going to quickly do our ratings for House of the Dragon Episode 1. Now, Duncan, since you're the Game of Thrones virgin here, uh, how would you start that off? I'd probably start at 7. I'd probably said it earlier, but I'm virgin. It's pr- my first proper introduction, but I thought... Thought it was a g- good introduction to it. I just yep. and I know enough about like I know who these people are and the sort of like their the future bloodline in the the in the main Game of Thrones series. Yep. Okay, that's fair. Is that a light or a strong seven? Would you say? I'd probably say a strong seven. A strong seven. That's and my fair. main criticism is just a CG. Yeah, fair enough. Well, going into my one, as someone who is a big fan of Game of Thrones and uh, also was quite excited for this show, I'm a sucker for dragons, Mm. Uh, and just seeing the difference that this show has over Game of Thrones as well, it's also very much so its own thing in its own way, even with its uh, character design and also its... Uh, graphics on the dragons they're all very distinguishable 
Uh, and the story started off quite strong, I did believe. I was very uh, captured by the whole episode. I'd like to say that I'd uh, give that a strong eight on this one as my introduction into House of the Dragon. Oh, sorry, I'm going to slowly become the film and TV versions of Anthony Fantano. Yeah, one day, one day. Sorry, I, I'm just going to get my teeth really good and you should just shave your hair off. Exactly, exactly. No, I can't touch this beautiful hair, Duncan. Uh, These curls don't lie. These curls yeah, don't and, lie. And I love my hair a lot. I don't want to be like my dad. He has <laughs> got a bit of... He is fading in his twilight years. I am going to shave all of your hair off, Duncan. No. It's all going. I don't want to be like Anthony Fantano. (laughs) I want to give good ratings to to some albums. (laughs) Exactly. Now, last week, or two weeks ago now, I asked you to watch something. And sadly, uh, you had some news for me, Duncan. I did not. And it pains me to say it, because I... Really wanted to see it, but it's just time, you know. Yep. Yep. Work and university, and there's so much going on. However, I did give you my second option since you said you weren't going to make it. I've given you something else, and that was House of the Dragon. And we spent quite some time talking about that today. Yeah. So it's almost like you did a little bit extra for me. You just went that extra mile. Doing it for the content, baby. Exactly, exactly right. Now, there is also a few things you gave me to listen to, starting off with the chats. I did listen to the chat's newest single. Uh, I've been ev- to every pub in Brisbane. That is the title of it, if I am correct. He hasn't been to every pub in Brisbane yet, maybe because no. he's on the Gold Coast. That's true. Uh, however... I did feel like I had been when I listened to the song. Uh, it's a very, very stock standard chat song to me. It gives me a little bit of a laugh. Uh, yeah. Personally, I'm a uh, I'm on Smoko uh, Sigma grind. Mm. Uh, I'd say that's probably my favorite of their songs. I I love Pub Feed. Yep, Pub Feed's a good one as yeah. well. Yeah, and actually, they just released a new album like last week. Mm-hmm. Get fricked. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to give that a listen. I'll, yeah. I'll look that up right now, actually. So, that's I, I, something I'm going to add to yeah. my listen list. And then the next song you gave me, do you want to take that away, Duncan? So, so sometimes you'll have like this good old producer-rapper partnership, you know, like a mad, mad vil- villain, MF Doom, and, yep. and Mad Lib. That was yep, iconic. Exactly. What? Exactly right. And what was the second song you gave me, Duncan? So this is by Black Thought and Danger Mouth, a pretty good producer. And I must admit, albums. I must admit, this one, this one gave me a shock. I did not think I would like it as much as I did uh, going into it. I don't know what I expected. I heard Danger Mouse, and I expected something completely different. I went into it. I was a little hesitant, but I came out and I'm very much so enjoying the track. Yeah, and it features ASAP Rocky, the the newest assaulter to Rihanna's collection. Yes, uh, even though he hasn't actually assaulted her. However, yeah. he, he is allegedly uh, in, well, he's in trial at the moment and for his alleged <laughs> actions. Yeah, welcome to the crime statistics with Ryan Duncan. Yes, exactly right. And... It also features from the jewels. 
Killing yes. like an LP. Oh, love Run the Jewels. Awesome, awesome group. Uh, it was great to hear that uh, one last time. It's been quite some time since I've listened to a Run the Jewels track. So it was awesome to yeah. hear their voices again. It's all part of their Danger Mouse and Black Thoughts album. Cheat Codes also featuring on that album. Raekwon, Joey Badass, yep. and Russ. Exactly Conway right. the Machine and and <laughs> the supervillain himself, MF Doom. Oh, love an MF Doom track. Uh, I've been quite obsessed with MF Doom at the moment. I just keep going back to it, praying that if Marvel ever brings in Doctor Doom to the Marvel Universe, they have to have an MF Doom track in there somewhere is just a little bit of a nod to yeah. the late, great MF Doom. Yep. But that's everything that happened over the last two weeks. What do you recommend for the next two weeks? Okay, so I've got to catch up one for you. You've got to watch Bullet Train. Yeah. However, I do have a new film that you haven't seen yet, and it is one that I have many opinions about, yet I don't want to talk to you about it until you've seen it, and that is Jordan Peele's new flick, Nope. I I was guessing you were going to say that. Exactly right. And I saw that on release day. It's been quite some time now. It's been probably over a week. And I would very much so love to hear how you feel about that film. Because I went Mm. in expecting one thing and came out very, very surprised. Yeah. And that's the only little tidbit I'm going to give you to that. So, for mine, I'm recommending you watch on Binge, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. All right. I've seen the first couple episodes, I will warn you. However, I'll dip my toes back into that universe once again. Like season two is and three are really good, and I've got to catch up in season four. But okay, all right, it's just so fun being find another comfort show. Yeah, it's a comfort show mixing with like a show you can be really invested in. All right, I'm definitely gonna give that a listen. All right, well, thank you everyone for listening to another amazing fun time. Just two guys chilling, talking about some music, talking about some television shows, movies. 30 minutes to an hour, you know? Yes, exactly. It was a pretty short episode today. It was, it was. However, we're not in the studio. We don't have our amazing mic quality. We are doing as we can on the job, just absolutely rushing, padding consistently for time. And we are rushing through things to prepare for the next segment of the next week. So this was Screen Sound episode three. Thank you, Duncan, for coming online into the internet verse today. I am always online. Exactly right. So thank you very much for listening to another amazing episode of Screen Sound episode three. We'll see you in another Fortnite. Fortnite Epic Games. We're gonna see you in another Until Fortnite. then. Stay Until epic. Then. Oh, stay epic and stay screen sounding. <laughs> see you guys later. Bye. Oh.